Hey, voice teachers, it's Nikki from Full Voice Music. Today's podcast is all about finding and attracting your dream students, the students that you just love to work with. You know that student, they come into your studio, they just make you smile, you have a great time, you love their families, they pay you on time, those students. And no more mortgage students. What's a mortgage student? Well, that's the student that you don't want to teach, but you have to because you need the money. Today, we're talking about three steps that you need to take to get your message out and find those perfect students. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, resources for private, classroom, and choral music programs. And here's your host, Nikki Loney. Hi there, voice teachers. Thank you so much for joining me today. Day, I I have a confession. I love podcasts. I listen to podcasts when I am cleaning my house, so it's a win win. My house gets clean, and I get smarter. And uh, I actually have a lot of podcasts that I follow that are about business and marketing and communications. And actually. I, those are my favorites. I love learning about those things. They help me with my with my teaching studio and they help me here at the Full Voice. And I really enjoy those types of, um, uh, th- that kind of information. So today's podcast is about that kind of information. Uh, we're talking marketing. We're talking communication. Uh, and this is kind of a follow-up to... Um, a, uh, no, not a podcast, a blog, a blog that we did actually almost a year ago, March 18th, 2015. We had a blog about finding your niche market. And niche marketing is a big deal for uh, small businesses. And we are small businesses. So here's the definition of niche marketing from businessdictionary.com. A highly reliable source, I'm sure. So what is niche marketing? Um, And you know what? uh, Some people call it niche. Niche marketing. I'm going to go with niche. You can... Because all the all the business uh, podcasts that I listen to, they're all from the States. They all say niche. And uh, I'm going to say niche. Forgive me if that's not your thing. So what is niche marketing? Uh, it's concentrating all marketing efforts on a small but specific and well-defined segment of the population. Niches do not exist but are created, mm, very important stuff there, by identifying needs, wants, and requirements that are being addressed poorly or not at all by other firms, and developing and delivering goods or services to satisfy them. As a strategy, niche marketing is aimed at being a big fish in a small pond instead of being a small fish in a big pond. There's your definition. Now, I find that very helpful. If you have a teaching website, if you have a teaching website, somewhere on your website does it say, I work with all ages. That is not niche marketing. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So um, uh, when, we, uh, when we're looking at finding our ideal students, our dream students, um, there's, there's, there's three steps. But I, before we get started, I just want to say, for those of you who are new to teaching, you've only been teaching for a little while, um, and this information is going to be really helpful. And I really wish that I had this information back when I when I first started. If anybody's gone to the Full Voice About page that talks a little bit about 
um, how we got started. There's some information on there, and, and I'm very open in telling people that my first years of teaching voice were horribly stressful. Um, I did not have dream student uh, students. I didn't. I had nightmare students. Uh, I had a lot of stress. I hated teaching in the in the early days. That's how miserable it was for me. It took me several years to find my groove, to find my people, and uh, it it was not it wasn't fun. And I really wish that I had had this information earlier. Now, for those of you who have been teaching for a while, um, maybe you've got a really great roster of students. I hope that you do. That I mean, it really makes all the difference in the world. Teaching is hard work. Teaching is not an easy job. And when you're dealing with people that aren't your people, then it gets even more challenging. But um, if you've been teaching for a while, and you've probably got a lot of the things that we're going to talk about in place, uh, but there's still some stuff here I think you might find really interesting and very, very helpful. Um, and we also have to keep in mind that um, things change. Uh, our, our, if we're teaching in a community, communities change. We change as we grow, as we learn more skills. Um, and for those of you who get stressed out by your competition... You're really going to love this information. You know, maybe you're in an area where there are a lot of music schools or other teachers in your area. Um, you know, maybe you work in a, a music school and there are a lot of other voice teachers on staff. So, like, what do you do? You push them down a flight of stairs. No, you don't do that. Although listening to this podcast is going to be like you've pushed them down a flight of stairs. That would actually be a really great review for my podcast. Listening to the Full Voice podcast is like pushing the competition down the stairs. Please don't write that on any forum anywhere, please. <laughs> um, I actually have, uh, I actually have three voice teachers walking distance from my home, and uh, you know sometimes I, you know, you know, walk by their houses and I try to look in the window. No, I don't. That would be creepy. Um, but there is a lot of, there are a lot of teachers in my area. And I think that we uh, have all done a really great job of identifying who our people are. And uh, so we actually don't compete. At least I don't feel this way. Maybe they do. We don't compete. We actually work really well together. And when I get a student that I cannot accommodate, whether it's just a scheduling thing or I feel that they're not uh, a student that I'm going to work with, well, I have no problem referring them to um, the other teachers in the area. I have no problem at all. And we all get along and there's great communication. I hope you have that in your area with your colleagues. And we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. So, Three steps to attracting your dream students. So the first one is kind of self-explanatory and maybe a bit obvious, but not, not always. And that is know yourself. Know your value. Know your strengths. And here's the big one. Know the skills that you have that make you unique. So music teachers, voice teachers that I'm talking to, we know you love music. You wouldn't teach if you didn't love music. Uh, we know that you love to sing, and you probably have lots of experience uh, as a performer. And, you know, you love teaching. But what makes you different from your colleagues? What are your 
passions? What are you crazy about? What music do you absolutely love working with your students? Uh, like, what music do you love introducing to your students? Um, what demographic? You know, what, who, who, what do you do that makes you different from your colleagues? Now, that might be obvious to some of you, um, but, you know, it might not. Maybe you need to kind of think about it. Who, what do I really love to do? What music do I absolutely adore and want to share with my students? Take a moment to think about that. Now, step number two is know who you best serve. I mean, these go hand in hand. You know, who needs you most? And this is all about finding your people. Seth Godin uh, refers to it as your tribe. Identifying who you love working with and who you need to lead. Now, on our podcast page, I'm going to put a link to uh, a Seth Godin TED Talk. And it's it's called on um, The Tribes We Lead. And it's, it's basically about niche marketing and how marketing has changed and how the internet allows us to reach out and find our tribe, the people that we resonate with. And um, it's a really great, it's like 20 minutes, really great TED Talk. So I'm going to put a link to that if you get a chance to check it out. Very, very, very helpful. So who are the people, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, who are the, the students that you have an absolute fantastic time in your lessons with and you've just made that special connection who are they who needs your help the most and then we get into step number three this is where we got to put the work in so the communication part of it so communicating and telling people what we do for a living and how awesome we are is challenging now this also touches on one of our other blog posts from last year, which was um, writing your new bio uh, for your website or for promotional material because the rules have changed. And it basically talked about how we need to switch our thinking when it comes to talking about ourselves uh, in promotional ways. And I'm going to put a link to that blog post as well because there were a lot of great inform there was a lot of great information on that. Um, so how we how we let the world know what we do and what we love to do is crucial for people finding you and wanting to be your student. So the first thing I've already kind of talked a little bit about it is tell your colleagues who your people are. Like you know, t- let your colleagues know that well, my studio is all about this. This is really important, and you shouldn't feel weird about it. Um, we, we can't possibly accommodate all the students that are looking for lessons. There are only so many hours in a day, and like what we're talking about now, there's people that, that need us and people that don't. So when you have open communications with your colleagues and you know who does what, you're better, you're better suited and you're more likely to get the people that you're looking for. Now, if you are working in a school, a conservatory, a lesson education center, then you need to let the administration know about your teaching strengths and who you would best be suited to work with. So if you have a lesson desk that takes inquiries about lessons and then kind of recommends somebody for their child, um, they need to know as much about you as possible. 
And uh, make sure when you talk to them, so this is what employers don't want. They don't want a list of people that you don't want to work with. That's not going to go over well. What they do want is your what you're crazy passionate about. You know, I love working with these kids. So if anybody calls and they this is the age group or this is the music they want to do I'm your I'm your person um, so and then you want to make sure that you have a well-crafted uh, bio uh, most music schools will have either a web page or um, or like promotional like pamphlets and stuff with your information on it so you have to make sure Read that bio really carefully. If it just tells them how many years you've been teaching and where you went to school, no one's going to be excited to sign up for lessons with you. What you need is to tell them in that little bio who you love working with and where you are just where you excel as a teacher that's what your that little bio needs to be so um, you know if you if you need to rewrite that or ask the administrators to update it please do so and we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a little bit as well um, so if you're working for someone else if you have an employer and you might not be the person that is that is getting the inquiries make sure whoever is answering the phone knows all about you and um, that will serve you very well when I was teaching at a wonderful lesson education center the girls knew the girls knew what I was about and who I loved to work with and it was great because I didn't I, I got my students I got my people it was they were my filter it was wonderful now, um, the next the next little thing that I want to share with you, and this is this is always a challenging one, um, and I, again, I think this I'm going to put links to our blog about writing a new bio, but I have some better resources for you here. So, what I can what I would like to highly recommend is you're going to write your new and improved about page on your website. Your about page is probably the most important page on your website. And here's here's the the true purpose of an about page. Listen very carefully to this. Your about page is about how you help people more than it's about your history as a, a performer as a teacher. How you help people. That is the very important thing that needs to be on our websites and if you call it a biography page stop it okay you're not dead yet don't don't put a biography page link change it to about page or come sing with me or learn more about me something like that but your about page um, is is about introducing yourself but in a way where you're sharing your passion your joy it should be fun it should uh, be in first person not third person if you know people are going to your website they're trying to find information about you you write as if you're having a conversation with them and you shouldn't feel weird about that we need to get rid of and move away from the uh, the third person stuffy bio and actually if you go to um, the about page on our website you'll see uh, on on our about page I, I put my 
first person one and then I put I actually put here's my boring bio and I put that underneath it so I'm going to put a link to that so you can check it out um, now for those of you who are like oh I hate writing about myself I hate updating my website I feel you I hear you but I've got a fun resource for you so there is this really funny super sweet super smart lady her name is Nikki Elledge Brown and she's cool because she has the same first name as me and it's spelt the same. So we are soulmates, I'm pretty sure. I'm just kidding. She refers to herself as the communication stylist. And she has, um, she actually has an online course. It's called A Course About Copy. And it's all about writing copy for for promotional and for sales. So for those of you who are selling product, maybe you're you're developing resources, um, you want to check out this lady because she tells you how to write persuasively, but in a fun and non, you know, she she calls it how to write in a and and without sounding too salesy or feeling like a big cheese ball. That's what she says. And her her uh, website is just really fantastic. But I have a link to her. Um, she has a, a free video training, free video training. So it's a course about copy. I'm going to put the link in the podcast page. And now I have to say her course about copy, it's on my to-do list. I definitely want to be taking this course. I've got a bunch of courses that I'm finishing up, a bunch of podcast series that I've got to listen to. Want to clean my house. I'm going to have a really clean house. Um, but this, I definitely want to take her course because I think it, it just sounds amazing. Um, and just her video training, her free video training, um, I went back and re-looked at, at my about page and I updated it and um, I was able to help my husband uh, with his, actually funny story, my husband's home, he has a cold, um, but a couple of years ago, I, uh, my husband had to do this tour and he was writing his, trying to write his biography for his promotional material and we almost broke up. That's how stressful writing bios can be. Um, writing about yourself is really difficult. And seriously, we had, the, we had the biggest fight about his bio and writing his bio. And you can't say that. That sounds silly. And then he'd get mad and then I would get mad. So I feel your pain when it comes to writing about yourself. Nikki Elledge Brown, the communication stylist. I'm going to link to her free video series. And I really encourage you to sign up for her newsletters because she she gives all these great writing tips and uh, she's super fun and cute and very inspiring I cannot I, I she makes me laugh her videos are really really heartfelt and sweet so there's my plug for her and honestly I wish I had done uh, I wish I had I'd known about her um, before uh, because she really s simplifies everything and she calls them recipes. I love that. So she has recipes for your about page, all the little ingredients that you need. So definitely check that out. All right, moving on. So we're still dealing with the communication part of things. We're moving on. So one of the things we can do to help uh, attract those dream students um, you're going to go to your all-time favorite students, your all-time favorite families, and you're going to let them know that you're accepting new students, and it, would they mind, um, you know, spreading the word. Now, this this is all about, um, it's not a concept, uh, it's just 
psychology maybe um, like sticks with like and this is something that business people know marketing people know and understand it does tap into the whole niche marketing thing so and a colleague of ours um, of my husband and I shared this with us and it was kind of one of those truth bombs that kind of gets dropped on you and you're like whoa that is I never thought of that so let me explain what I'm talking about um, we all uh, associate and we are friends are people that we hang out with people that we gravitate to we share we share values we share attitudes we share habits we share like sticks with like you know we don't hang out with people we don't like or we don't relate to so I'll give you the perfect example and this will clarify what I'm talking about I had this family lovely family daughter was a very good singer uh, she never practiced she never ever practiced she was always late always every single week late to her lesson she never ever brought her books because she didn't want to bring her books so she didn't bring her books her parents canceled all the time on me and they argued about having to pay cancellation fees very frustrating family and then one day they said oh really good friends of ours have a daughter they go to school they're friends she's interested in vocal lessons so we'd like her to study with you so I took the new student well she also showed up late every single week refused to bring her books uh, parents canceled all the time and gave me a hard time about the can like it was twin families and I have seen this time and time again. On the other side of things, my favorite families, when they are sweet and they have a friend that wants to take lessons, I now have two awesome families that I get to deal with. Like sticks with like. So when you are opening up your doors, when you are welcoming new students, talk to your people first. Talk to those your, your bestest of the best and ask them. Maybe this is a great time to do a bring a friend to your lesson but only with your favorite students. Don't open it up studio-wide, unless all your studio is awesome. Um, so there's another just a little thing to think about when you are looking to build your studio. And, you know, actually one of the uh, podcasts that I did a little while ago was with a really great colleague of mine, Teresa Cirillo. Um, Teresa her studio she has expanded and moved into bigger and bigger buildings several times she's a perfect example of a teacher that really knows who her people are and she attracts a certain type of student and she has created a whole bunch of programs around the needs and the wants of the students that are coming to her she's incredibly successful if you haven't checked that podcast out it's really inspiring so please do and I'll put a link to that as well now the other thing too that I like to do with my students which also helps to to attract similar students is publicly celebrate your student your students so publicly celebrate your students and notice I said celebrate your students it's not about bragging about you it's about bragging about them so whether you're active on social media or you're in a community expressing your gratitude for your awesome students um, you want to celebrate you know it uh, it could be as simple as a Facebook post about you know congratulations to so-and-so and so-and-so for their outstanding results in their conservatory exams so indirectly you're telling people that my studio means business and my stu my students prepare for examinations and somebody that's interested in that's gonna go oh hey there I got that 
So those are just some ideas. The big one is, is really communicating what you're about, knowing what you're about, and then communicating it. Now, where you might get stuck, if you're new to teaching and you're not quite in a routine, or perhaps you're not quite sure who your people are yet, that, that can be a challenge. And uh, when I first started teaching, I didn't think about what kind of students I wanted to teach. I was just kind of thrown into a, a lesson department and I was handed who I was handed. Now, I have to say that the challenge of that probably made me, well, it, it did, it made me a better teacher. Having to figure things out and kind of work at just getting it together is all part of learning. And I think it doesn't matter if you're a private teacher or a classroom teacher. It takes years to get your groove on. And, uh, um, you know, so that, that in the beginning, it's tough. Hang in there. It gets easier. You know, um, collaborate or not collaborate, but, you know, keep in touch with your colleagues. You know, use your forums online to, to get some ideas and to solve, to problem solve and to gather resources. Um, the other the other the other challenge might be is if you're in a teaching school or a conservatory music store and you have absolutely no way to communicate to people you're literally an employee and they hand you students and you have no way of communicating that gets tough if you feel that this is completely out of your control I hope that you have the courage to find a different opportunity for employment because that is stressful and you you won't get to choose and find your niche market because you have no choice. Now, the other the other challenge and this is something that can affect and does affect all of us is perhaps your studio is in a time of transition. So maybe maybe and this really has to do with us. Maybe the students you thought you really wanted to work with aren't really your people anymore. <laughs> It happens as we grow and learn and as our business grows, um, we can see changes in the demographic of, of our area or of, of the people that we want to work with. And, um, you know, maybe maybe new doors are opening up and you want to go check those out. Have fun, fun exploring, you know, new groups and checking that out. Um, I have a, a perfect example of this that happens um, I had a colleague uh, who I was talking to a little while ago. Um, she was one of the first teachers that, that we used in our test groups, like uh, when we were testing the full voice workbooks. We, we did um, focus groups and test groups for years on the full voice workbooks. We ripped them apart, put them together, and all based on really amazing feedback from teachers. And we gave copies to teachers to use for a year and then collected feedback. Um, so one of our, our, our teachers that used the test group books um, was in our test group. You know, I was talking to her a little while ago and she was saying, you know, I think I might just teach piano next year. And I was like, what? She says, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really connecting with the young kids. They really love the musical theater and the pop. And I, I don't like musical theater. She's like, I just, that's not the music that I gravitate to. Or I, I don't sing it ever. And um, I'm really just, I'm really just having a hard time relating to my students. And, and I'm having some frustration. And so we talked for a little bit, but um, one of the things I shared with her was the fact that one of the biggest demographics now for 
private lessons is adults, baby boomers. Um, a lot of people are coming back to singing lessons. And um, so I said to her, you know, maybe you just need to change um, the way you communicate and uh, kind of get the word out that you'd like to work with some older singers because they don't want to sing Taylor Swift either. I mean, hopefully they don't. That would be weird. Um, so, yeah, and that's what she did. She put some... Um, notices in her church bulletin she put some she put the word out through her her people and sure enough she's still teaching and she's working with older students and she's really enjoying it and it's a totally new thing for her she's looking for different uh, repertoire and dealing with you know aging voices as opposed to young voices but she's really really enjoying herself so if your studio is in a time of transition it might be hard to, to hone in on those those awesome students that you're looking for but maybe it's just a matter of time and figuring it out so um, the other thing that could be problematic if you have a small niche a uh, perfect example of this would be those of you who work with advanced students. There are far fewer advanced students than there are beginners. So if you're working in the higher levels of voice education, this can be challenging. I don't think it's unreasonable to find them, but you're going to have to find them. So you're going to have to look at the circles, your neighborhood, your colleagues, um, you know, where you're teaching may be an issue. Um, but you're going to have to kind of look at these things and then, then think maybe outside of the box of how you're going to connect with these students and find these students. Um, so there you are. There's our podcast. I hope that you have an amazing day. Maybe you're cleaning your house and listening to this podcast. I hope your house is clean. Maybe you're walking down the street. I cannot listen to podcasts and walk. I would be the type of person that would be hit by a car. So if you're walking and listening to this podcast, be mindful of traffic, okay, and things around you. I don't want you eaten by a bear or something. I'm saying that because we now have listeners in Alaska. So wherever you are, I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. I hope you found this information useful. That is our goal is to share great resources. I hope that you get a chance to check out Nikki, Nikki, Nikki. I hope you get a chance to check out Nikki Elledge Brown, the communication stylist. Her free video training talks about attracting dream clients and writing an amazing about page. Uh, very in very informative and useful stuff for any market, but I think it's very uh, useful for music teachers. And I hope you get to check out um, the TED Talk, the Seth Godin tech TED Talk on Tribes We Lead. Very useful stuff. <sighs> there we are. All right, it's coffee time. Thank you for listening. And wherever you are, have a great day and happy singing. <laughs> You have been listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and free teacher resources, please visit our website at www.thefullvoice.com. Made by Canoe Music. Canoemusic.ca So we gravitate, our friends, our people, the people we hang out with, the colleagues we associate with, um, we share... Oh, there's my office phone. Wow. Hang on. It's somebody calling. I don't like this podcast.
<laughs> We're going to pause here.